2: Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr. and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ, channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, channel 20, Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God, Kusei telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at jesuscomingsoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church is located at 1043 Middle Street, the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Caliph for over 90 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, used exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lochbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hans Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel work to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. The church choir will open the musical portion of our program with the number Let There Be Praise. Emilia Hahn will be directing our choir with Edith Matsuki playing the piano and Pohaku Kato on the organ. We invite you to sing along with the choir this joyous and uplifting number using the words on your television screen. you for that uplifting number. The church band under my direction is prepared and ready to deliver an inspiring edition of the number entitled All the Way My Savior Leads Me. Remember saints and friends, only you can decide to make Jesus a part of your daily life. Thank you, band, for that moving number. Coming up next will be our soloist, Sherlyn Abing, with a thought-provoking rendition of the song, Jesus is All the World to Me. Sherlyn will be able to accompany by Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, Associate Pastor Trustee Evans Sr. and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars, and myself on the piano. to Thank you, Sherlyn, for that beautiful number. The church choir will sing their final selection for today, entitled In the Name of the Lord, with featured soloist Kelsey Pualoa. We thank God for His immeasurable love of mankind, sacrificing His only begotten Son, Jesus, the only perfect sacrifice able to die for the sins of man, thus opening the way of salvation if man will choose to come unto Him.
3: Carpenter some something When my plans are falling through,
2: Thank you again, choir, for another touching song. We now call upon the Carrillo Ensemble, whose combined musical talents make for an awesome sound reaching the heavens above. There are Mrs. Johanna Carrillo and three of her children, Deanna, Dean Junior, and Dionne, with an old-time favorite entitled, Wonderful Story of Love. Thank you, Carrillo family for that joyful instrumental. Coming up next will be the Men Crusaders to sing that uplifting and inspiring rendition of Love Lifted Me. It is a pleasure indeed to dedicate this wonderful song to Mr. and Mrs. David and Mapuana Aquino of Molokai. We pray the Lord will continue to pour forth His bountiful blessings upon you and your loved ones as you stand with Jesus day by day. It is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who will continue to move upon your daily prayers as you put in first in your life. God bless you.
0: I was See.
1: Hi, and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor the J.N. Nuck, and I would like to repeat our television time station and locations. In the continental U.S., for being audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, then these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSU, channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From six to seven AM on station KBVU-TV, channel 28 in Eureka. From seven to eight AM on station KVME, channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From six to seven AM on station KOTR-TV, channel 11 in Monterey. Six to seven AM on station KACY, channel nine in El Censo, California, and Yuma, Arizona. Six to seven AM on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KGZZ TV, channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, plus of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV and channel 20 in Grand, Grand uh, Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on time on the cable fi- channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Telecast in its entirety, Please visit our website at JesuscomingSoon.org. And now concerning our schedule of gospel services here in Homestead Hawaii. Service are held at temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel service start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begins at 9 a.m. and prayer service held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m., except on Fridays at 10 a.m. And well key Branch Church located at 1361 Polo Avenue also services held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by our neighbor branch churches, services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaner Sr. in Kanakakamulukai, by Pastor Kenneth Amberio in Lahena Maui, by Pastor Walter Aitin in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard Sono Sr. in Kaloa, Kauai, by Pastor Herbert Parra in Balogopi, Kauai, and Pastor Vespa Sparra in Pazoros Tokopata, Philippines. You're welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. Have you desired to voluntarily contribute to support this telecast and LORD'S work? You may do so by sending your donations to the address designated the conclusion of telecast. And I'd like to return the program back to Head Pastor Billy Han Jr., who will BRING forward a spirit directed and spiritist servant. Pastor Bill. Thank you, Jose. How many of
2: you in our television congregation can recall the incident involving two sisters named Mary and Martha, who one day had Jesus as a guest in their home? This event recorded in Luke 10th, chapter 38 to 42nd verses tells upon the Lord's arrival. Mary immediately sat at his feet as an avid listener, who was absolutely enthralled by the Lord's presence, as well as by what he had to say. Martha's complaint to Jesus was that he should instruct Mary to help with the preparation of the meal. However, the Lord gently admonished Martha for worrying about everything else except her spiritual well-being and that she should, instead, be more like Mary, who loved the words of the Lord. Being that we, too, are in the Lord's company, I pray that my sermon entitled, Are You Ready for His Coming?, will enable you to take heart and cherish the gospel and the word of God as dearly as Mary did. Someone will say, Oh, if we could only have world peace, that would be the best thing that could happen to the world then our finest men would not be giving their lives on the battlefields of the world that we can use the billions that we spend on defense and war for the benefit of mankind. Yes, that would be a wonderful thing. Someone else would say, oh, if we could only supply the physical needs of men all over the world, that would be great. Today, millions live in poverty. Millions go to bed hungry and homeless every night. Just picture the local street people, the local beach people and so forth, who go from street to street, from beach to beach to find shelter for the night. If we could supply them with good, affordable houses, good clothes and good food, that would be wonderful. Still, someone else might say, oh, if we could only find a cure for cancer and all the other diseases that cut people down, that would be great. Indeed, it would be wonderful for every day we hear of many fine people succumbing to familiar and new diseases. Someone else would say, oh, if we could settle racism and get rid of prejudices and let all men live together as brothers That would be awesome! But the greatest thing that could happen to the world would be for Jesus to return. He would solve all our problems. He would straighten out the world. He would give us an era of peace, plenty, and prosperity. Now, as I speak of His coming, I want to make these points from the infallible Word of God. First, the proof of His coming is found in the Bible. Secondly, the plan of His coming. And third, What is the purpose of His coming? And fourth, how can one escape the tribulation period? Now let us begin by first covering my first point that the proof of His coming is found in the Bible. The Bible is God's word to man. If you believe in the Bible, you must believe that Jesus is coming again. The Old Testament is full of this truth. In the Old Testament, there are two lines of prophecy concerning Christ's coming to the world. The first tells us of His first coming as a now picture of Him in the garden of Gethsemane, praying and sweating great drops as if blood. We read in Luke 22, 42 to 44, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him, and being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly as his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Yes, picture Jesus giving his back to the smiters the bloody welts forming, the blood flowing down to His garments, but most of all, Him on the cross of Calvary, bleeding His life away for us and enduring the most excruciating pain imaginable. All of this is fulfillment of the first line in the Old Testament. The second line of prophecy in the Old Testament concerns His coming in glory as King of kings and Lord of lords. As we read the prophecies, we find that a mighty conqueror is coming in great majesty and power. This is exactly the opposite of his coming as a great suffering servant. The first line of prophecies portrays his first coming when he suffered and died for our sins. The second line of prophecy portrays him coming as the great God of heaven and earth. We read John 1, to 12. He came unto his own and his own received him not. The first his own is neuter and speak of his own possessions including the Jewish people. They, the second, his own, received him not, that is, through their leaders, they officially rejected the Lord Jesus Christ as their king. And in the 12th verse, he reads, But as many as received him to them, gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Why didn't his people receive him? Over the centuries, they had looked forward to the coming of the Messiah. They had talked about it, sung about it, longed for it, and prayed for it. Why didn't they receive him when he did come? It was because they were looking at only one line of prophecy. They expected him to come as a conquering king who would throw off the yoke of Rome and set up again the kingdom of Israel in all the glory that was theirs during the golden age of King David. They neglected the first line of prophecy, even as many people today neglect the second line. Thus, when he came to suffer and die, as the poorest of the poor and the humblest of the humble, His people did not recognize nor receive Him. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 2, 8, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But today, we stand on this side of Calvary, and as we study Bible prophecy, we are looking for Him to come as Lord of lords and King of kings. We're not looking for a humble person to come and die on the cross. But we are looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, as found in Titus 2.13. Viewers, if you want positive proof of His coming, just read the New Testament and this great truth will leap out at you. It is mentioned numerous times in the New Testament. Many today do not believe on the second coming of Jesus in clouds of glory. The Lord said that in the latter days, scoffers would arise, who would mock the idea of the Lord's return. We read 2 Peter 3, 3 to 4, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of His coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. The thought of the scoffers is this, since He has not yet come back to this earth, we do not believe His coming at all. But God's word is still true, and in it are many promises concerning the second coming of Christ. Now secondly, the plan of His coming. There are really two phases of His coming, in fact, two separate comings. Yes, the Lord Himself will break through the blue skies, leave heaven, and come back for His own. Those who are water-washed, blood-washed, spirit-filled, and walking in the light. First, Jesus will come in the air. At that time he will not alight upon this earth, and will come thusly for a special purpose. We read in first Thessalonians the fourth chapter, thirteen to eighteen verses. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that he sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Here an observation I would like to insert here is that some two Christians had died, and their friends feared that they would be overlooked, and missed their rewards at the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul therefore explained that. One, all saints who sleep in Jesus will rise first. And two, all living saints will be caught up with Him to meet the Lord in the air. This event is known as the rapture. It will be the first resurrection. Continuing with the scriptures in verse 14, we read, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also who sleep in Jesus will God bring with Him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord and these are very comforting words for this present time in which we live. Can any words be plainer than these? It is not hard to understand that Jesus is coming in the air for his own. It is Jesus that is coming, not another. We read in Acts 1, 9 through 11, And when he had spoken the things while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee... Why stand He gazing up into heaven? The same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen Him go into heaven. The same Jesus shall come again in the same way that He went away. He went away in His glorified body. He will return in His glorified body. He went away as a person, He will return as a person. He was seen ascending, He will be seen descending. He was taken up in the clouds, He will return in the clouds. When He returns, angels and believers of all ages will be with Him. The number one priority for every true born-again Christian today is to be witnessing, watching, and praying until He comes. He could come at any minute. At any minute we might hear the shout, the voice of the archangel, and the trumpet of the Lord, and the three words, come up hither. When people are asked, do you think Jesus will come back today? They reply, we think not. But Jesus tells us in Matthew 24, Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. The conditions of the world is worsening, and I believe that His coming is near. Time has already run out. There is no more time left. We read Matthew 24, 6 8, And He shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. According to various media, there are 40 wars going about in the world today, not including drug wars. See that he be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Isn't it happening right now in our own, or in our close to our own backyards and nations, who used to be friends or allies fighting against each other? And let's continue reading. And there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in divers places. All of the world, people and children are dying of starvation. Speaking of pestilence, we seem to have a number of them. AIDS, Zika, drugs, dengue, here in Hawaii, and so much more. There have been earthquakes everywhere, resulting in loss of lives and properties. Thus, we see there is nothing but catastrophe and destruction all over the face of the earth. All these are the beginning of sorrows. If these are the beginning of sorrows, I don't want to be around where a great tribulation comes. Yes, there are bloodshed and violence all over the world. Sin, graft, riots, arson, hijacking, carjackings, bombings, and looting are among the evils that are happening in our own country. Who can straighten it all out? The President can't do it. Congress can do it. The United Nations can't do it. It will take more than a superman to do it. In fact, it will take a supernatural man to do it, and that man is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only one who can straighten out the world. As you look at the conditions that exist in the world, I don't see how things can go on as they are much longer. The Lord will have to come back to straighten out the world. But before He comes back, we must straighten out ourselves first. How, you ask? You do it simply by being born of water and of the Spirit. There are many today who live good, clean lives. They serve well in civic duties. They are honest in business. They are kind to their loved ones. They even go to church and are faithful in their tithes and offerings. But let me tell you, that is not enough. You can't rest your hope of entering heaven upon your goodness or works. We read in Ephesians 2, 8 9, For by grace are we saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We know that Nicodemus came to Jesus by night, and the Lord spoke to Nicodemus about the new birth. We read John 3, 2. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Nicodemus was not satisfied with the rites and ceremonies in which he participated. Jesus advised him, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Listen to John 3, 5. Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. To be born of water is to be baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ, according to Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. To be born of the Spirit means to speak in an unknown tongue or language, which is the Bible's way of proving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus used the word born, Nicodemus could think of nothing but a physical birth. Thus he questioned, how can these things be? I'm an old man, can I go back into my mother's womb the second time i be born? With all his religious background, we can see that Nicodemus didn't understand spiritual truths. The second birth is a spiritual birth. We find that baptism is essential to salvation, and Jesus confirms this in Mark 16, 16. He that believeth, and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Acts 4.12 declares, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Yes, God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, and that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. This has not come to pass. But it will surely happen when Christ comes again to rule and reign. First, he comes in the air to rapture the saints, dead and living, into heaven. At the judgment seat, he will judge every Christian's works and hand them their rewards. Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, and verse, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he had done, whether it be good or bad. During this time, the tribulation period or Jacob's seven years of trouble will take place on earth. We read Matthew twenty four twenty one. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. As the title implies, it will be a time of great trouble and distress. But true born again Christians will not be here. They'll be up with the Lord. We read 1 Thessalonians 5, 9 through 10. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. On His succeeding return, He will not stop in the air, but will come down to earth. And His feet shall stand on the Mount of Olives, as we read in Zechariah 14, 4. And His feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives. And in the fifth verse, And the Lord my God shall come, and all the saints with Thee. Third point, what is the purpose of His coming? Why will he come in the air? First, he will come to raise up all those who sleep in Jesus, be it from their graves, from the bottom of the sea, from the sands of the desert. Jesus' favorite word is, come. Maybe that is what he will shout when he comes. And as those bodies rise up to meet him, they will not be as they were when they died. No, those who deceive broken, emaciated, and or aged bodies will be transformed into his own glorious likeness. Read Philippians 3, 21, who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Yes, Jesus will change our worthless or human body so that we will be perfect and live forever. Jesus performed many wonderful working miracles while he was here on earth. But when he changes all who were sorry, sinful human beings into his own glorious likeness, when they are made like himself, that will be the greatest miracle of all. When a saint dies, his body is buried in the ground, but his soul and spirit, his real self, goes up to be with the Lord. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5.8, We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. He also said in Philippians 1, 23, for I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. He will simply be bearing out a truth that the soul and body are separated at death, with the soul and spirit going on to be with Jesus. When Jesus returns, He will bring our spirits, our souls with Him. He will raise up our bodies, then soul and body will be joined again And not until then will we be complete in him. Next, when he emerges in the air, he will catch up all living Christians to be with him. They will not go through the experience of death. Some may be in the church. Some may be at home. Some may be at work. And some may be, yes, even asleep. But wherever they may be, they will be snatched up from the world like an eagle snatches up its prey and carries it to the heights. No one will be left. All will go up to meet the Lord and their loved ones in the air. And as they go up, they too will be transformed into His glorious likeness. You see, the tribulation period is coming to this world. All the wars, bloodshed, troubles, accidents, earthquakes, tornadoes, and sorrows of this present age will not compare with that period. God does not want His people to suffer these things. Therefore, He will take them up to be with Him. Isn't that a wonderful and awesome? And finally, our fourth point. How can one escape the tribulation period? We can prepare and escape the tribulation period by coming to Him for full and free salvation. There is only one way to be saved, and that is through repentance towards God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus arrives in the area and when the trumpet sounds, there will be no more opportunities for anyone to be saved. When Paul came to the end of the way, he said in 2 Timothy 4, 6-8, For I am now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all of them also that love is appearing. Therefore, viewers, are you ready to meet Jesus in the air? It won't happen if you do not first meet Him here on earth. We prepare by living consecrated Christian lives. The Bible says that if a man has his hope, he purifies himself. Since chances are such that we may meet the Lord at any minute, we should straighten out our lives and cast aside everything that would be wrong in His sight. Now, if you'd like to know more about God's Word, our church, or review our telecast presentation it's in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is our host, Head Pastor Billy Han Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. Our church band will bring our telecast to its conclusion with a number, All I Need.